0: It. it's life anything that happens before or after just waiting
1: hello 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 everybody this is ashley and selena and it is timed lap episode three we are recording this on the morning for, of the 29th of the second and it's, um, it's season eve, so we're going to do a little um, pre-season podcast. We want to do it a little bit earlier, or the thingy, but the way the calendar is scheduled and the way we've got a Saturday race for the next two races, it's all going to have to be crammed into one little thing, such as life. But with me today, uh, we have no Nick today. Nick is on a quest to find out who stole the ice cream from the ancient fridge. So while she does that quest, um, I have to... I have to I have to go with a friend who you may know because he's been on the last two episodes and is the man, the man that I rely on when something breaks, uh, when I don't know what the hell I'm doing in Twitch and things like that. He is my technical guru, somebody who could probably, if he joined hash tomorrow, move them at least a second up the grid. It is the one, the only, the Ryan.
0: I think a second is kind of a little bit too modest. Um, (laughs) You'd probably take take the, um, the cement and bricks out the back of it first. That's probably a good start.
1: Hmm. Have you tried looking at everything you do and doing exact opposite? Have you tried that?
0: <laughs> it's not a bad shot. Also, uh, I hate to break it to you, but you said that the race is on Saturday. Don't forget, it's not season eve. Um, FP1, for us at the moment, starts in 47 minutes. So just just so you know, Aisling, we've got 47 minutes to finish this podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, right. So, Haas, crap. Um, Alpine, <gasps> there we go. Thanks. Um, Red I'll see you wearing. next week. Bye. Thanks, thanks. Have you enjoyed it? Bye. No, we, we will. We'll have. I'm going to have practice on the background when it starts. But, um, oh, might, mind you, I might just miss the first bit because I did watch too much of testing. So I think first practice is going to be kind of useless, really, because it's not the right time of day. So they're probably just going to do installation runs for the first 20 minutes. So we'll be fine. But, um, okay, so me and Ryan are going to run through the teams. There isn't any... Re- um, usually the FIA tweak the regs just to be awkward. They haven't on the cars. that is. They haven't really teethed tweaked anything reg wise no front wing changes rear wings ride heights things like that haven't been messed with um the only thing that has been kind of changed is that from racing forward um drs will be activated after one lap instead of two which could make it interesting if you know whoever's leading can't break the um toe straight away but that can also backfire where if you've got somebody you want leading um it could be a mess up so we'll see how that goes Sprint races. Right. Well, I'm, oh, God. I don't like sprints. Occasionally, they're good. But I just think we'll, we'll have a what we think of sprint races podcast another time, probably closer to an actual sprint race. But basically, now the free practice and sprint qualifying will be on the Friday and the sprint race will be the first action on Saturday. Uh, and then you have qualifying for the race and then obviously the race the following day. The only thing I will say, which I do like, is they've tweaked the Park Fermi rules on this, so now the teams can change the car after the sprint race. They aren't locked in all weekend like they used to be, which I think will be good because... Yeah, that just- yeah. well, the thing is you've got one hour to do everything and then you're locked in. And to me, the thing that makes... F1 exciting is variable. So if you're crap at the weekend and you can't do anything, and you can't change anything. You've got no chance. Yeah, you could go the wrong way, but at least you've got a chance to do something. So, you know, being locked in. And also the reason they bought in Park Fermi is because mechanics were working till two, three, four in the morning. Well, now we have a curfew. So Park Fermi is kind of outdated now. It's an old reg that isn't needed because we've got something new that covers that anyway. So to me, um, yeah, Park ferme was bought in, A, so mechanics weren't working, and B, they couldn't uh, make qualifying cars, which was basically the concern back in the early 2000s. But there isn't time for them to do that now, and there isn't the budget to do that. So just get rid of Park Firmier altogether in my book and let them just try whatever. If they get it wrong, they get it wrong. So that's the main thing. Um, sprint races are in China, which were back. It's back on the calendar this year after a COVID break. Uh, Miami, Austria, USA Grand Prix, Brazil, and Qatar. Now, the way they're spaced out is that you've got one in April, one in May, one in July, and then the next three quite close together. So, yeah, whatever. But we're not going to talk about sprint race anymore because we're going to get straight in to the teams. Now, I'm a bit stuck on this, Ryan, because do I go from it's kind of either going to be anticlimactic at the back to anticlimactic at the front or vice versa. So I was thinking we'll start anticlimactic at the back where we'll be having to struggle to say anything really about them. And then work our way up to the front.
0: Sound good to you? I think we just we we just go off last year's um, constructors. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's what I've got here. So,
0: geez, okay,
1: at the back with um, five point scoring races, which might sound good, but it's not. <laughs>
0: it is for them.
1: Well, if if, if world championship was one little. Um, thing just for them then yeah that that would be great but we are starting with Haas now Haas kind of um they had a little change under the wind uh, over the winter they got rid of um uh well when they said they got rid of their technical director I was quite surprised they had a technical director um (laughs) I was like really really but uh, they scored 12 points all last year um, Gunther Steiner was gone, which I think was not before time, because whether Jean Hatt isn't putting enough um into the team or whatever, Hatt- Steiner clearly wasn't doing enough just because he swears doesn't make him good enough for me, and he's had too long there to show, and he hasn't done anything with this team. This team, though, um wasn't excited by anything I saw in testing. Yes, the cars had an overhaul and different bits because it needed it, but coming out of testing, I haven't heard anything that makes them say, oh, yeah, we've um, got on top of the tyre issues or... Anything ex- the the driver lineup is uninspiring. Um no disrespect to Nico Hawking or Kevin Magnussen, but it's kind of the same old same old. It's this you know, the one time they went with a rookie they wasted him. He had his Mick Schumacher had his problems, but I think they wasted him. And I just I just don't get why this team's on the grid because it just shows no excitement or inspiration of wanting to be in F1. It's just kind of there.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I like Haas um I just like half because of the drivers they've had you know I think they've always had a driver that you like 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 Kevin Magnussen I like him Mick Schumacher I like him Nico Hulkenberg I like him um and obviously I liked Gunther Siner because he was a good character he's funny and he was a good person to have around the grid um he also provided a a lot of good insight you know on the Sky Sports pit wall which was really really useful um, it's kind of, he was, he was at Christian Horner level of the amount of times he appeared on Sky you know, as a team they just weren't doing enough so unfortunately F1 is all about results and they, they got rid of him and I, I do like the new guy that's come in, he seems like he knows what he's doing, so it'll be interesting to see where they go, I don't think they'll go anywhere this year but I think, if anything, they'll, they'll probably have a bit of an upwards tra- trajectory towards the middle of the season and start getting some points but i still think they may be bottom second bottom at our best
1: i think they're going to finish last again personally and i think for each team i'm going to set what i think they should do and then we'll come back to this at the end of the year and see if they did it but my aim for them isn't points it's not constructor placings for me their aim for 2024 is to look like a team again to make, it, to make me feel that when you see that team, you go, yeah, they're trying. Because even when, you know, when Williams was awful, you still felt they were fighting and they started to show progress. Whereas with Haas, I just kind of think, I get the attitude of, well, if there wasn't a budget cap and there wasn't a chance for them to make money because of the budget cap, they wouldn't be in it. But um, just to confirm, um, the new um, team principal is Ayo Katsu, um, Kamatsu. Ayo Kamatsu, thank you. And technical director is Andrea DiZordo. So um, team manager, Peter Corolla. Corolla let's see what they do like I say my hope for them this year is to like I say look like a racing team i don't want to see that oh we've gotten to the top 10 and then we're quickly fading back to 17th by lap 10 i just just look like a team again to me that that's what i'd say for them so moving on we've got a lot at stake. no not the food steak um Sauber steak 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 f1 team steak steak salva salva Salba. not quite aldi yet
0: cheers actually now i'm starving
1: you I'm Hey, I've got rainbow cookies. I'm fine. Okay. So, what I want to just run through as well is Hasta finished in um, the last three years 10th, 8th, 10th. The Sauber, Alfa Romeo, whatever you want them to be this week, have finished the last three years 9th, 6th, 8th. So, they started off 22, quite good, got the regs quite, got the, were, were on the only teams under the weight limit and then just did what they did for the previous few years, which just a sort of go, hmm, oh, well, they've had a good race. Oh, they getting on top of it. Oh, no, that's it for another five races. And we've got the driver line-up of um, Mr. Um, Book B- 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 Calendar, Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> and Guanyu Zhou. Bit driver-wise, I don't... Bottas... I, I, I don't know what to say about because I don't know whether he's hanging on to how he get there. Sometimes I just think he just disappears sometimes. Guan Yu show has been solid, but unspectacular. But I feel like this is the just another holding season for them. Um, they had seven points scored, um, point, point scoring races last year. I think I'm just expecting more of the same off these guys, which is not there, not there, not there. Oh, really good race. Not there, not there, not there. I don't. I mean, the car on track. I don't like. I don't. <laughs> it does just. A few people have made the jokes as well. It like I have. It just looks like somebody's gone mental with the paint they used to um, check the aero testing, the fluorescent paint. And I like I say the the constant rumors like Audi are not coming in and all these different things. Yeah, it just feels really awkward with this team at the minute to know what to expect.
0: Yeah, it feels like you don't really have like an identity because they're kind of they're this, and they might be that next season kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I think a name change isn't going to change anything. It's going to be probably the same position, probably ninth.
1: 16 points as their total to beat. I, I think my aim for these this year is probably just to show, I think the main question more than anything is Audi, because there's constant pullout rumours through this team for this year. I want the goal I hope for them is that we see Audi actually really up in the game and being able to put to bed any of these pulling out rumours that keep popping up. Because you've quashed them once, they're coming back up again because some project heads have left in different bits. So for the best for them, again, it's a bit like Castle, you say, well, on-track performance is one thing, but generally for the future of this team you need to see something that's Yes, they hear this could be good. Yeah, not not much thingy. I mean, uh, the one thing I would say is that um, Andrew Seidel is on that team and he's a really good um, guy from McLaren. He knows what he's doing. So that gives me hope that maybe they can do something with him fully in charge now in different bits doing that. James Key is brilliant as well. So they've got some good names there. It all just depends of how much effort they're going to put in, really.
0: Yeah, I think I agree in that respect.
1: And yeah. Um, just the drivers, just solid but unspectacular, really. Now let's let's move to the probably one of the more certainly if Zach Brown's involved, one of the more controversial teams you will hear about this year, which is Baby Bull. Because I'm not calling it the pile of crap that it is, because it's um, we've we if at the Lord Cheese podcast we had a, just said how pointless this is. They've tried to sort of um, clarify, and it's it's just a mess. But really, what the it's not. How this team does, um, the second Red Bull team, Baby Bull. It's more about what's going on in behind the scenes because the chat is more, well, a the car, how much are they closer to Red Bull now? Now they're moving into the same factory. What's going to happen to this team anyway? And then on the driver front, you sort of get the feeling that Yuki is only he had another good year. he had a good year last year, had some peaks, but hasn't really set the world alight and made you think, yes, go for it. Um, He's had 63 race starts now, so he really should be doing a bit more this year, especially to show that. But it just feels like he's just there because Honda's there. And then the main chat's going to be whether Ricardo is doing good enough to play replace a certain Sergio Perez. And the trouble is, unless these are like right, if they're right up at the top of the grid, you're going to have people kicking off that they are too close to Red Bull. Um, and that's the only way both drivers could come out of this season good, I think, if they were at the top, closest to the top. Or you'll have Sonoda completely destroy Ricardo, then that's Ricardo's career done, basically. Or if Ricardo destroys Sonoda, then that's his career done. If they're both quite equal, then you're like, well, uh, what's the point of Ricardo replacing Perez? You know, it's just on the driver front and the team front, it really feels like they're sort of in a n- no win situation to me.
0: Yeah, I think. Um... I th-
1: I, 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 it's
0: a bit of a joke, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's just back to the old days, isn't it, in regards to just being a baby Red Bull team. Yeah. Or oh,
1: well, that's the thing we don't know, do we? Are they a baby Bull team? Are they? They're not. it can't be a driver development team because they have got two incredibly experienced drivers in there. It, it, it's this is the point. It's It's like what? What are we doing with this team? Like I say, the the, um, the the controversy is going to be all about what goes on with the, the team, the link to Red Bull. I I, I mean, for to stay up for Red, stick up for Red Bull and say one thing, Red Bull bought Minardi, they saved the team, they kept it going, so it's still there. Their aims and what they've wanted to do with it the past few years has been mixed. But I will, you know, they, they saved a team that was going to go under. Now that model has moved on and how things have changed... It's a bit out of date, so I think it's going to be a case of will they sell and who do they sell to, really, over time. Because they don't have the same power before either as um, on voting rights and things like that. It doesn't quite work the same way as before, obviously, you know, any Ferrari engine team would back Ferrari. Any Mercedes engine team would back Mercedes. So Red Bull needed their team to back them and all them kind of things. the whole model of that thingy. So my aim for them this year is to just... Well, get better branding for one, get a better name, which will be the fourth, fifth name change. But I think my aim for them is to prove themselves and just see if they're actually a team that has a purpose or are they just a clinger on. And I think the best thing that Sunoda can do is get a decent season so he can salvage Korea somewhere else and ricardo if he doesn't get the red bull drive then he's failed you know th- this feels either way that both drivers this year are fighting for their careers
0: yeah i completely agree with you so
1: we we'll, um so they got 25 points with that bit of the end of the year spurt that they had now next williams 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 now we have alex albon who is key one of the key figures in the driver market um and we have logan Sargent, um scored the sergeant had his one-point finish, which wasn't a kind of glorious one because it was the US one where two cars got kicked out. They had eight-point finishes as well. Albon more or less carried that team. I'm a bit... I don't know. I mean, the most exciting thing to say about the Williams is they finally joined the other nine teams and sticking the um, dash on the steering wheel. <laughs> but yeah. the, the 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 car is... Um, fairly fresh. I can see them having a few mechanical issues in the opening races. I don't know that, uh, Williams, I want to see... that they. For me, for a successful season, they've got to get more points. They've got to get both drivers scoring regular points. And I think if Sargent hasn't done... It, it doesn't show any improvement. The only thing that's going to save him being in that seat is there's no one there to replace him. I don't know. Um, I think the main story for this team is going to be
0: what goes on with Album. really. Yeah, I, I, I think... I think Albon could potentially be looking at a Mercedes seat next season as well.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people say, oh, Perez and Red Bull. But if I was Albon, I wouldn't want to go back to Red Bull. I would aim for the Mercedes simply because you know how it works at Red Bull and you know it nearly killed your career. And you know that if you need the support, it's not going to be there. Whereas Williams have, you know, taken a driver who everybody was like, God, he's done. And a lot of the, you know, Leclerc and a good few others in the past, they know he's a good driver. He just needs, you know, time. I would, I would go rather go to the Mercedes fold. And I know Red. It, there's all contract issues and blah, 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 blah. And Red Bull apparently pulling an option here and a part option there. But if I was Albon, I'd be doing my best to get to that Mercedes drive if I'm out. Um, because I think Williams, Williams thing is to build on progress. But I think its main aim for this year is to make sure it can show enough to keep on to Albon. I think that's its main aim.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, if Williams want to be a serious team, they need Albon to stay. But I think it, uh, it's still considered very much a um, a junior team for drivers, isn't it? Because they're not a serious contender.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a. It's still got that thing of oh, um, we'll just take a pay driver to survive. Hence Logan Sargent and Latifi before. Him. So it's still got that air of it. I think James Vales coming in has been a breath of fresh air. He came in quite late last year so this it'll be interesting to see how him going on will um, you know how he's after a full year under the team and we saw improvements going through with different bits like that how he will go on. Um we all know that um, Pat Fry as technical officer is perfectly good. He's re- you know He's had a lot, a lot of success at different teams, you know, mainly Renault slash Alpine. He's thinking, and well, we'll get on to Alpine without him in a minute. Yeah, I think what they need is they need to keep on to Albin, and Logan Sargent needs to really, really prove in the first few races of the year that Williams are right to keep him because I think he got lucky last year keeping his drive because there wasn't really anybody to replace him.
0: But yeah, I think, I think, um, end of this season, some very big, high profile. Um, drivers will be displaced so, if you know, and and a lot of them will take a seat at Williams over no seat at all, like Sergio Perez will most definitely take a Williams seat if he can't get a seat at Mercedes or or anywhere else
1: just to try and keep his career alive, possibly but who knows who knows, we'll have to, we'll definitely have a silly season podcast at some point as well (laughs) Uh, but then moving on and really last of the manufacture teams let's say um, Alpine Renault Um, 120 points. If you say that Williams got 28, Alpine had 120, and then the next team above them was Aston Martin with 280. The chasm between that and there is huge, and testing has not gone well. This team seems to be more bothered about the fact they've got different footballers um, promoting them and being a social media team than a race team. And... This just feels like a team in collapse. The drivers don't like each other. They don't trust the team. I I, I do not. I am not optimistic. One of my first real predictions is I think that both cars are going to crash out in Q1 tomorrow. That's how bad I think it is at Alpine at the minute. What do you think?
0: I think they're kind of safe where they are because RB, whatever the hell it is in Haas, they're not going to be breaking into that 100-point... Area, but also Aston Martin, McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, they're going to be 200 points plus. I think it'll be the same. They'll be smack bang in the middle in absolute no man's land. The trouble is, though, which is fine
1: if you... That'd be fine if you were Williams, but this is a manufacture team, and it's not good enough. It just isn't. <laughs> what goes on with this team in the future, I don't know, and it's just, again, with this team, I think their year goal has to be a complete showing of why they're in F1, because right now it would not surprise me if we wake up one morning and they announce the sally-up. Haas, I don't get as an independent, why they're on the team, and Alpine are the manufacturer's version of it. You know, it's a long time since they've had any real, real success through all the, you know, Benetton, Renault, all the different things they've been over the years, Lotus. And this team have survived. You know, the main core of the team have survived a long time, but the upper management just... Renault need to up their game. Renault really need to start backing this team. You know, the reason it's Alpine is because Renault just thought, oh, we'll do it as a branding exercise because they couldn't really be arsed. They've always been quite weak in the engine department. Again, last year, they were the ones going, oh, can we have some engine dispensation, please? Please, we're, we're massively down on horsepower. And it's like, well, why are you still massively down on horsepower? These regulations have been around for a good while now. Everything, everything needs to kick up the arse with them. I I just find them incredibly frustrating. And, I, you know... Will the people that are in charge at the start of the year still be there come the end of the year? I don't know. Again, their thing for me is just look like a team. So we will move on now where we've got, I think, this is one of the more interesting teams. Aston Martin, we, how do you put it? I think say 280 points for them. They scored in every single race bar, two of them. However, that is a kind of a misleading statistic where you see how they started the year and how they finished the year what do you think about this to you what where where what would you like to see from this year
0: i just don't know where they're going what do you what about you like
1: i think i think they've got to prove that the start of last year wasn't a fluke because Ah, McLaren were having their issues, Ferrari had dropped the ball, Mercedes had gone down the wrong road on a concept completely, they kind of copied the Red Bull and were able to jump up there. Now, was that jump up to getting all them podiums at the start of the year a fluke? Because when it came to the point of developing the car, we saw they had problems developing. I think what they've got to do this year is, for me, their aim is to show that they can build a car and develop it and not go down these blind alleys where one minute they were in the top 10, and then they're having to start from the pit lane in Austin, um, completely changing all the setup and all the parts because nothing worked.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they will. I think they are a a copycat team. We saw it with Aston Martin last season. We saw it with Red um, Racing Point, with the Mercedes concept, and they develop a car based on whatever, won the championship last year, but and then as soon as the other cars start developing, they fall back. Yeah, and it seems they had to go more or less back to basics to get to
1: the pay- point they were on pace. And let, let's talk about the other elephants in the room, the drivers. Um, Lance Stroll has has 143 starts under his belt. We know he'll have the Odd God race, but he crashes too often. If he was, I don't want to jump on the Lance Stroll hate brigade, His average, is okay, but I still think that it's if Last year, if Sergio wasn't in, he'd have been one of the worst drivers. He started amazingly with damaged wrists and he got, you know, some good points. But he was just, as soon as the car became difficult to drive, he was a million miles off Fernando. And like I say, if, da- if Daddy didn't own the team and he didn't have the money, he'd have been out on his backside long ago, which is one problem but then you've got Fernando Alonso saying oh oh I'm 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 looking at staying with Aston I'm looking into this I can race into my 50s blah, 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 blah. I don't believe a word Alonso says because he comes out with that much stuff out of his mouth and I think that if they if if we're sitting here now and um, he bumps into somebody at Mercedes and they go do you want to go in our car next year I think he'd just take it like we won't pay you've got to drive for free yeah okay because I think Alonso would just Alonso knows it's his last chance now and as much as he says he can drive into his 50s, um, I don't think he's got that long to be competitive. He's, you know, books the trends, definitely. But I just think that right now, Aston Martin's problem is it's got to show it can develop and it's got to keep out of its one good driver.
0: Yeah, I think Alonso um, will be around for as long as he gets results. Yeah. Um... And uh, the thing is, as well, he's always going to be outperforming Lance Stroll. The only problem is, is that I feel like Lawrence has a chance to get a good driver in. Is he going to get rid of Lance? Or is he going to get rid of Alonso? And if if that was the case, it will just be the status quo of having a good driver and Lance Stroll. I think the only
1: thing, like, because at one point last year they were going, oh, oh, Lance is looking at tennis now. So what? I think... I mean, we, we would see this year. if if they got rid of Alonso rather than Lance, that would just show this team's a joke. It, you know, it just would show, well, what the hell are you playing at, you know? The only thing I can think for maybe with Lance is they move him sideways into WEC for when the Aston Martin project comes online. Um, that's yeah. my only thought for them, They'd maybe do it that way. Because I think, like I say, we've seen what Lance can do and we've certainly seen what he can't do. And a lot of the haters, um, haters have gone from the fact that you know, oh, he's used as blah, blah, blah. What annoyed me is they kept trying to say, oh, no, he's world championship potential. He's a world champion in waiting. It's like, no, 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 you're not. No, you are not. You are not a world champion in waiting. That's where it goes from. It's just that kind of thing now of you've had enough seasons, you need to prove more, and you're not. Yeah, I think, like I say, the, the main goal is to show this car can be consistent and they can develop it, and then they've got to keep all to the drivers. But I think we'll know within four or five races where we stand on them. If the car's useless, then silly season is all where is Alonso going? Again. <laughs> I feel like it's groundhog day. There's always a put it, always feels like every couple of years is like the entire summit silly season is dominated. Where is Alonso, Where's Alonso going? Where's Alonso going? But yeah. Now let's talk about one team that um could be exciting, which is McLaren Mercedes. 302 points. Starting last year abysmally, but that they knew that they brought their new concept on. It worked. It definitely worked. Um, Lando Norris was the second highest um, point scorer in the second half of the year after the upgrade, um, only to that um, Verstappen kid, who seems to be quite decent, you know. And Oscar certainly proved his the contract wrangling, which wasn't really contract wrangling because Alpine had actually no um, no. Hold on, him. It was a big kicking off. Over nothing McLaren and Oscar were right all along. On that showed that. I think for me, Lando has got to get rid of the little mistakes. Oscar is good, but he's got to show race pace improvements. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think I think kind of they're going to be an interesting team to watch. I think you know the developments they've made um, towards the end of last season, brand new facilities they've got with the wind tunnel. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I think Oscar's ha- having a fantastic start into a formula one i think the race pace will come come with time if that's if that's an issue i think there'll be there'll be one in third place this season i think that would be a fair a fair target yeah i'd say I'd, they, i just don't know who they'll be battling with
1: yeah that that's the question i think for my season goal for them is they've got to get third they've got to scal they've got to scalp either mercedes or ferrari Because one thing I do think with these guys is they get off quite... Compared to if Ferrari have a bad time, how much heat and flak Ferrari get. McLaren are a team for the past 10 years that have massively underperformed. And I think they've got away with it quite lightly, to be honest. I think there's a lot more sympathy for McLaren and a lot less digs at them than there is Ferrari so you know this team don't forget this team at one stage is the team that was the original dominant team that won 15 out of 16 races in the more modern era they were the team that had all these different things and I have to admit I like McLaren now a lot more under Zach Brown than I do Ron De- then I did Ron Dennis because I think whilst Ron Dennis was good at his job he was also a very difficult personality to like <laughs> but I do think we've got This is the test now. They've got Lando locked down to long term. I think they've just, they have got Oscar signed. I think Oscar will give Lando a lot harder time. Testing wasn't, I, I didn't get too excited from testing with them, but then Bahrain is a track that's never been good for them for the last few years. It's been absolutely, for one reason or another, it's been shocking at Bahrain for them, which you can say is, oh, it's Bahrain, it's one of their weaker tracks. But then you could also add, well, if they're making improvements, range shouldn't be one of their weaker tracks. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see there where they stack up. They've got to show that this car is a lot better and got rid of some of the understeer issues that God knows how many generations of McLarens have had. And then also on top of that, they've got to... um You've got to make the car easier to drive on the edge because it's very good in race pace. But when it's on the edge, that's when it's tricky. And for me, Lando Norris, he needs to win a race. And I think he needs to win it in the first half of the year. If he doesn't get a race win in the first half of the year, because I think it's possible. I think that's going to add to his stresses because I think the mistakes will creep in more then. because I think once you've got that win under your belt, you're good. you have got the win. There we go. You can build on that. It's amazing over the years of watching how many times a driver's got their first win and it's totally transforms them. And I think if Lando, you know, there's all this joke of, oh, well, Oscar's going to get a win before Lando and we don't count the sprint race. Well done to him on that, but sprint race, no, oh, no sorry, Oscar. You did good there, but it's still not a Grand Prix. If Lando can't get that it's win still in the more than Lando.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But that's what I mean. If, if if he can't get this monkey off his back, and you know, the closest was Russia a couple of years ago, where the old where it was just complete cock up with the weather <laughs> explanations between him and the pits and all that. That's when the stress is going to show. But I think there's a chance if Red Bull drop the ball or something goes wrong, I think there's a chance that they can, and I think we'll see that. Even if they aren't the strongest at Bahrain, I think we've seen some circuits where they were scary quick and kept Red Bull honest. And if that continues, then yeah. But it's got to happen. It's got to happen early on because I think if it doesn't, they're in trouble. Um, yeah, it's, I think he's going to make too many mistakes. Now moving on to third, um, four hundred six points, and probably I would say, bar of the of the rest behind Red Bull, Ferrari seemed to come out the test the strongest. They had solid race pace. It does seem the car still has the thing of one one quick lap in it as well for qualifying they haven't done that too much but the drivers have talked um charles and carlos have talked a lot about um the car being a lot more easier to drive on the edge it's also seems to have been a lot better in the wind Uh, one comment for Albon was he says the top teams can seemingly turn the wind off when they're driving, whereas he car his car really feels it. So, what do you think? Do you think that this was just another Ferrari? Oh, did well in testing, and reality is going to bite this weekend, or because it's also usually a good track for them? This one, what, where do you think Ferrari? How do you think they've done in the off season, and where do you think they stand?
0: I think Ferrari. So the top three, I I can't predict. I think Red Bull will probably win it. That's That's, that's fine. But the other two, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I think Ferrari need to get their act together. That is, that is point blank. That is the scenario that we're in. Ferrari is not a team that will settle for third place. It yeah. is Ferrari. But at the same time, you've also got two very good teams in Mercedes and Red Bull. So someone's going to have to have it. If they can sort their reliability out, they are—they're fighting for second place. It was very, very close last season, but three points. <laughs> yeah, but it was a bit of a comeback. Yeah, they've got to start.
1: They've got to start the season strong. I mean, I think they got on top of the problems. Certainly, when you burn through two sets of controlled electronics in the first weekend, with like they did with Charles, that was three. But the reliability did seem better. But I think. The second half of the year, we saw Fred Vasseur's control really start to take on board. But there's also a big thing that we haven't mentioned right now, which I want I want your thoughts on, which is given the news and the off season, you know, last month, we've now got one driver that's same fighting for his career is a bit dramatic because he's going to get signed up. He's a driver off the leash now. Signs. <laughs> Him I think Leclerc versus Signs is going to, need to be more than more interesting than ever, especially if the car is a winner. And we've seen these two go at it quite... I mean, good God, Monza, I had multiple heart palpitations. Now Signs is a free agent for next year. How, how do you think that's going to shape?
0: I think it's that it's one of those, isn't it? You, you, want to, you want to fight for your life, but at the same time, you also want to show the other teams that you're still a team player. Um, so I think it's a case of, yeah, you could potentially go a little bit rogue, And start fighting for wins and trying to actually outperform Leclerc. But if you're harming the team by doing so, um, the other teams may potentially see that as a. Oh, not too sure if we want him. So, if it was his last season in Formula One, go for it. (laughs) Um, But I think because it's you know he's looking for a job, there's going to be a balance, and I think he's going to try and find that balance.
1: Yeah, and Carlos, let's say Carlos is somebody I think who is like that i don't think he's like he isn't petulant on the radio i think a lot of the time when we hear his radio it's very interesting when he's going guys what what, what what's going on with the strategy of course you know he he is the only guy to beat red bull last season and win a race we're not counting sprint races to count you know a grand prix it's one of the best drives i've seen in years at last uh, not las vegas that was when i went wrong singapore you know, it was absolutely genius how he controlled that race and what he did with, you know, DRS tricks, blah, 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 blah. Charles certainly fell during that period. That was when Carlos was leading the team because Charles got a little lost. And as soon as they did the upgrade at Suzuki, that was when it was Charles' team again. So if Charles can start off at the end of what he did last year, I don't think Carlos will get a look in. The, the politics on that are going to be so interesting. <sighs> Se- finished second last year, only just a team that thought it had its concept and thought its concept was working. The concept didn't work. They've changed concepts. They've changed this. They've changed that. Mercedes, it's your baby. What are your, what are your thoughts on 2024 for Mercedes with everything that's gone on?
0: I think, uh, well, first thing, I got something in my eye, but um, (laughs) um, I think that this will be a different season for them. I think you can see it in Toto's eye. He's trying his best to keep quiet. I, I think they've done something here with this new concept. Well, new concept for them, old concept for everyone else. But um, I think that they will be fighting for the win. I don't think they'll be fight. They'll be in proper contention for the championship. But I don't think Red Bull are going to have it easy in terms of race wins. I, I think this season we will see a-, a win, a race win from Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren.
1: Ooh, there's a nice prediction. I'm gonna to have to jot these predictions down in a second on so then we can come to the end of the yeah. year and we go when Red Bull have steamrolled everybody, we're just sitting there going, Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I do I
0: do think that Mercedes are gonna be winning races this season. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think that Verstappen will be so far ahead. He's almost at the next race weekend. I think it'll be a lot tighter. Do you? Oh
1: I I don't know whether I'll get when we get on to them, I'll I'll see other thoughts on that. But Of course, what we've just said about Ferrari with the drivers, I think we've got double here now because Hamilton is leaving a team that he's had his most success at. At one point, this bond seemed completely unbreakable. And, you know, Mercedes ambassador for life, nothing. He's made the big step of moving. We have George Russell, who was plenty happy to be vocal on the radio last year. And to the point for me, he got a little too whiny but we saw things from mercedes like the screw up in brazil where they just couldn't get the setup right we saw that bizarre moment at suzuka where they got the radio calls wrong and the teammates hit each other we saw the collision at guitar and different bits like that i feel as they've been struggling there's a few cracks that have gone into their strategy a few cracks that have gone into this way the team and the operationally runs at the front and i think George, now, this is an important year for George because he can't have Hamilton beat him. He can't have Hamilton beat him and then jump off to Ferrari. George has got to boss Hamilton now. He's got to show, yeah, Hamilton's leaving, but I am your guy. How do you think it's going to go there?
0: Um, I I think that... Hamilton and George have got a quite a good relationship, so I think I reckon they'll be, they'll be fine. I, I I can't imagine we'll have another Rosberg incident, but I do think it'll be leaning like they'll be leaning towards George now in terms of strategy. Yeah, uh, like tr- pref- like you know who gets preferential treatment and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, especially. And of course, once Louis starts, if he hasn't already, probably getting frozen out of next year's car development and things like that. That That is just, I think on both cases with Ferrari and Mercedes, it's going to be interesting to see how them team dynamics work. It's a long, long season and how do them cracks appear? What goes on there? It's almost as if 2024 is just a build-up season for 25, the way things have suddenly shifted. Oh yeah, Ferrari's goal has got to be, to sh- I think it has to finish at least second, by the way. I think Charles Leclerc has to finish second in the championship. So that's my goal. I forgot to mention my goals for Ferrari. Um, And Mercedes have got to do the same. I think with them, they've got both the same goals where they have to get a driver in second in the championship at least and take second in the constructors. And both have got to really close that insane chasm of a gap that, you know, is basically, yeah, 406, 409, Red Bull 860, you know, for that gap has got to really, really come down for it to be any kind of successful season. We'll see with that. But let's get on to it then. Um, you're optimistic. I'm less so because I feel they sandbagged in testing and we're gonna have a rude awakening over the next few races. But Red Bull racing, um as we have seen, um Horner has been cleared on the uh the investigation into his conduct on um, inappropriate behaviour. That itself, I don't think we'll talk about on the season park. I think we'll have to talk about that on the race review. Just, just, I have some weird thoughts on that about. you It's not the place to do. It. But looks like Horner staying. Um, whatever happens to this team. If or Horner had gone or whatever, I think this team it's so strong that. Like Ferrari when Ross Broad and um, everybody left and different bits like that. I think with stable technical regs, it's got a couple of years to coast on these anyway. So I don't think it would have um, affected them. They scored in every race last year. They the only they didn't win one race. Their are I mean, Max, Max, I think is heading for a fourth world championship. I'm hoping it's closer and I'm hoping there's a fight. But I think he's going to become, you know, join Prost on four championships. The real watch point for me, and I think most people is, what does Perez do? Because if he's still as weak as he was at the flyaways, at the flyaways, sorry, as he was last year at points, if that chasm opens up again that we saw, you know, what was it, five, six Q1 crash outs and things like that, the middle of the season, which was just diabolical, that's where I think they can get second place. I think Sergio is the easy scalp here. And I think Max will win. I think some reg changes, I think the other teams can put pressure on them from the get go. That'll be interesting, but, and it'll really push him. But I still think this is going to be relatively easy pickings this year for Red Bull. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think I think this season for Ferrari, Mercedes is more about catch up. I think they're going to find it harder to, you know, they're not going to get, they're not going to be breaking records this season in terms of the amount of wins and stuff like that. But they're going to win it one hundred percent. I have zero doubt. Like I would probably put a hundred quid on. Red Bull to win the cha- the uh, the championship, but I'd probably only get 101 pounds back because it's so obvious that they're going to win. Yeah, you're um, going to be crap. Yeah, so I might just put a five run has to win. You never know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think there's not really much we can talk about Red Bull. I think um, they're going to win it. They're going to walk. They're, they're going to walk away with it. But they're not going to run away of it. Is my prediction.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping we will see a few more um, hiccups, more failures.
0: There. Some more failures. I would like to see that car break down because <laughs> it's so annoying when it doesn't.
1: I think what I want to see is I want to see the other teams put them under pressure and then the pressure, get them from there and do it that way. I think, yeah, a nice breakdown every now and then. is just good for the soul when you've got a team dominating as bad as, as they are. And, you know, like I say, it's 200 races this season. So when you get into that, it's one thing when Manta was dominated in 92 and there was only 16 races. When you've got eight more races on top of that, it makes it for a very long season. Luckily, we've got lots of different connotations behind them that will keep it interesting. But at the same time, we watch Formula One for the World Championship. Like I say, I'd like to to be more optimistic, but I think Red Bull, the innovations that they've brought in there, the sort of kind of trying to do what Mercedes did last year, but seems to have found a better way around it in different bits. But it's all a case if the other teams can put pressure on them. And if they can put pressure on them, pressure equals mistakes and we'll go we'll see from there but to wrap up then ryan let's do one last prediction let's pick who's going to come ahead go ahead in the teammate wars who's going to finish higher up in the championship so we'll start off with Haas. i'm going to say hulk is going to beat k mag what about you yes Hulk as well yeah Okay. What about? Um, I'll go back to my order. Hang on.
0: <laughs> so I've already closed everything. You...
1: <laughs> it's okay. I've got this bit here. So, okay. So, stake. Who we have in? I'm gonna say. You know what? I'm gonna say. Zoe, grand. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him a little backing this year and say he's
0: gonna beat Bottas. I think. I think Bottas. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go for the different option. I think Bottas is gonna do better. Okay. Daniel Ricciardo versus Sonoda. I reckon Ricciardo this season is now that he's settled in and he's recovered from his hand. I reckon he'll he 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 wants that Red Bull drive one hundred percent. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm with
0: you. I think on that one, Williams. I mean, <laughs> Albon or Albon. I
1: mean, Albon. if <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's sorry, Sergeant, but if Sergeant suddenly starts whipping <laughs> Albon's butt and thingy, then yeah. Or well, what you could have is the Williams could be so bad, you know, and fall off the pace, which I hope doesn't happen. But if if Sargeant got a freaky wet race point and Albon couldn't because the car, you know, failed or Summit, you never know. But generally, I think pace-wise, certainly it's Albon all the way. All right, then. Ocon or Gasly?
0: I think Ocon...
1: I'm gonna say ghastly. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I've never really been sold on Ocon. To be honest, I don't get why they put him a long contract. But it's good. We need to have something. easy. we might. What we'll have to do is we'll have to send this to Nick and get her line up as well. I and mean, okay. Here's another easy one: Alonso or <laughs> Stroll.
0: Uh, <laughs> Stroll? No, Alonso.
1: I'm putting Drugevich. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot though, is isn't it? All the way. Right. I mean, back to Sargeant. I can see this being like a bit like a Latifi thing, where like Sargeant misses a race and the standing gets more points than him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hopefully, it doesn't cost him a load of money because the one-time sponsor thinks that counts as getting F1. But that's a story for another day. Okay, this one's gonna This one's a little more tough. I think we're getting to the really tough bits now. Not um, Piastri or Norris. I- I'm going to say Norris, but it's going to be tight. It's gonna I I think it could be a couple of points, you know. But I'll, I'll i really like Norris. I like Norris a lot, but for the sake of entertainment as well, especially because it's so close, I'll say Piastri. Just just so we can keep it entertaining at the end of the year. <laughs> and then another um uh, for me on Ferrari it's Leclerc, I think he is gonna like say because
0: I've said he's got to
1: get second at least. Um I think for me it's gonna be Leclerc ahead of signs you.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think the, I think the has a lot
1: to prove. Definitely, and I think he can do it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's be honest. The last tough one: <laughs> Hamilton or Russell?
0: I think Russell. I think because um, he's gonna towards the end of the season, he's gonna he's gonna be the only one who's gonna be getting the in the in, the insight regarding the.
1: You think he's he's gonna have a technical edge at the end? of Yeah, the I think so. Okay, well. Bit anticlimactic, but um, I really think Perez has got it to be the world champion this year. <laughs> it's not. <mad.
0: laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I think Perez is going to up his game, though. I think he will. All right, let- let's do a bonus question then. I
1: who will fit? <laughs> it's depressing, but rather than not who will win the championship. Who will finish second? Um... I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to stick with Leclerc.
0: I'm just going to go on a wild card. I'm going to say Russell.
1: Russell. Okay, who's going to finish second in the constructors? Mercedes. Ooh. Yes, you're and you're
0: only you're only saying Ferrari because you want Ferrari, but it's going to be Mercedes. I well, think. But I
1: also I also think that the car's are a lot more stable. It'll be interesting to see. I think one thing Metro mentioned with Mercedes is that concept that they've got. Don't forget they've got a lot of catching up to do um, on Red Bull as in changing concepts. So I do think there's a good chance they could do it. If the Um, They're just going to get quicker in the year. I think that's what's going to happen. So we'll see on that. Okay. um, Who's replacing Hamilton? We'll do that. Oh, it's either
0: going to be Perez, Ocon, or Alban. I really can't decide who. I'm going to go. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Alban. No, I'm going to say Ocon because he's um, Toto's friend. He's his bestie.
1: Is that, is that what we're doing? We, yeah, because a lot of yeah. people are saying that. Like, okay, so you're saying Ocon. Oh, I? I am going to say, I'm, gonna, I'm because Nick's not here, I'm going to put one for her boy. I'm going to say it's going to be signed. I think it's going to be a couple-year deal. A year deal. Just one-year deal with a year option, and then he's off to Audi. That's my feeling. What do you think will be the best race of the year and the worst race of the year? Uh, Worst race will be Miami. Best race will be Silverstone. Um. Let me just write these down. I'm writing down real time people. Worst Miami, best Silverstone. Okay, um, I'm gonna say best is going to be Austria, and the worst is going to be Monaco because I don't think we're gonna get the weather to save us this time.
0: Yeah, true. I, I Monaco in, in a league of its own, so I wouldn't even consider that. Yeah, I think I think what saved it last year was that
1: on it, that rain where it was like. Oh, we're going to get rain. We're going to get rain. You never get rain. Oh, we've got rain. Okay. And then finally, who do you think is going to be the surprise? What's going to, out of everything, what do you think is going to be the surprise of the season?
0: Sergeant will get more than one point.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'll go for that. I think I'm going to predict surprise. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Williams are going to get a podium.
0: Okay. Decent.
1: I'm going to just go throw a complete left one out, which makes me sound really good if it happens. And if it doesn't, it was just optimistic. So I can't really lose. Yeah. So will Norris get a win this season? No. you are saying no. I'm going to say yes. So I'm, normally you go, who do you think is going to be the world champion? But we all know it's going to be Max. So I have got them predictions there. What we'll do is I will send We'll send them across to Nick so she can put hers in. So at the end of the year, we can um, all com- compare and cry and see how well we did so there's some predictions f1 free practice has started or about to start so i'm going to watch that then i'll edit this and we will be back next week where we'll be doing a rate our first race review podcast together that's exciting yes see you then Yes, the season's going too quickly already. <laughs> oh, it's not. If Max wins, it's going to be a very long season. But we'll see. We'll keep you entertained, people, either way. So thank you for listening to Times to Laugh. I've been Ashley Celine. And um, if you want to check me out, um, I'm on threads as Ashley underscore Stardust. I have a Twitch stream, 1000 underscore stars there. If you want to check that out um lbtt friendly you don't have to be lbtt but you do have to be friendly we have all sorts of random things there including cat invasions and different bits um you stream too ryan yas yes to time?
0: i do yeah i'm Myrick on on socials
1: okay so check us out there i am going to once the seasons get started a bit do special f1 streams as well so if you want to be around for that that'd be great but yeah we're gonna go watch practice now and um we'll see you the other side of this will we still have hope will we be excited or will we be broken people just going oh my god max ruined by Allah. only time will tell catch you later peeps bye bye hello this is a post podcast um little bit just to add on um so we finished the podcast there and a couple of hours ago well, i say a couple of hours ago several hours is now just after midnight here um the stuff about Christine horner leaked again or did it leak we don't know i just wanted to point out that we the time of recording, we didn't know what was going on, and don't as it stands. But I thought it'd be important just to acknowledge it that um, it seems a load of files have dropped dropped about Christian Horner's actions and texts or whatever. Now, as I've said during all along the podcast, we can't really um, say much until we know what's going on with these these. Text, I've seen the texts and different bits. I don't know if they're real, AI generated, fake, or what. There's been no real talk from any side on anything of it. It's all a bit up in the air. But I just thought I'd want to acknowledge that we are aware of it. We will cover it at the uh, Net rate Review podcast. But just want to add a little bit on here so we aren't ignoring something that is incredibly serious and rather concerning. Whatever goes on, there's a lot of implications. If these texts turn out to be true, which we'll go through on the next show. So I just wanted to add a little end there just to say we were aware of it and it came out during editing and I thought it was too big just to completely ignore. So thank you and see you on the next show. Good night.